Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha. Welcome to Culturize. This is the space where we get to share, teach, and learn culture, whether it's ethnic, whether it's native, whatever it is, this is a space we get to do it. Um, and of course, because we are a cultured uh, show, and I'm going to share with you a story because a couple of my kupuna were watching the show and they said, are you a cultured show? I said, yes, kupuna. They said, well, uh, where's your protocol? So, must. Okay, so that's how, my friends, we share protocol. Very, very important. So that's for you. So the CDC says that's how I got to give it to you now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you have hundreds of those, uh, but I'm I'm actually excited that that I get to uh, give you one as well. So, Mahalo. If you're wondering who is sitting in front of me, you shouldn't be wondering. Uh, I am I am humbled. I am privileged to be sitting in front of there. there so there's a lot of. Uh, titles first kanaka kane um father uh community advocate uh, leader healer all those things uh keola chan what if you had to categorize or or prioritize what would come first father nice yeah i like it i like it first of all mahalo mahalo for being because i know you're busy and today i want i really i was trying for a while i i mean i there's so much I, I like to consider you this this walking encyclopedia of, of, of Ike and, and, and not only in, in, in healing practices, but um, just right into it. What is culture to you? This is where I should have read the questions before. <laughs> no, 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 this is, but this is it. This is it. it it's funny because I'm going to tell you a story. So the other day, my son, he, he's, he said, he's writing this book, I guess, and he calls me. He says, Papa, a uh, question. I go, yeah. Um, what do you do for Aloha Aina? And I thought it was just going to come out. Oh, pa- <laughs> uh, get, Papa's going to call you back. Okay, okay, what do you do to Malama Aina? And I, for the life of me, I was like, um, I, I know, but I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you, and, and then I thought, okay, maybe that is culture. Maybe, maybe it is, mm. we don't, we can't put it into words because we're living it. That's what we do, mm. right? But if you could... If you could, or, or, or maybe say this, how important is culture? I think culture is shaped by a set of values, practices, and beliefs that, um, that are conceptualized, I think, that are birthed out of the place that shapes those things. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I, I like that because some, a lot of people don't realize when, when you say culture, people automatically think native, mm. ethnic, um, but it's, it's beliefs. It's, and I, I, read a, I read a, I think it was Webster that said culture basically is a group of 10 or more people doing and believing in the same practices or beliefs. Um, and I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, with culture, how important is it to practice it 
I think part of it is you just don't have a choice, you know. Ooh. I think when you live on an island, again, it, it really it reverts back to the place that you live. So your environment shapes the way you behave, the way you think, right? Um, for some, it may take time mm -hmm. if they're coming from not just the continent, mm -hmm. but from foreign countries to get, um, <clears throat> you know, situated here and, and begin to start their roots. But you have you have no choice in some ways. It's not a it's not a it just naturally has to like it that. starts to shape you. Just like the winds and the rains and the waters that shape the valleys, it shapes our, our people. <laughs> and our people meaning inclusive of all those mm -hmm. that are residing here. It takes time. Some are resistant mm -hmm. to it and it just takes them much longer. But there's definitely an aspect that affects them and they know that when they return where they came from because then they see that I'm not the same person I was when I left you I, know I, I like that so and th that's what this show is is to is to remind people that you know you don't you don't have to know it now you don't have to you know what I mean um, so if you're joining us on YouTube, don't forget to hit the notification bell subscribe we are talking culture and we're gonna get really deep because uh, this brother in front of me has a lot. This is Culturized. Bringing you what matters. Viewers can receive the Star Advertiser digital full access subscription for just $9.95 per month. Go to StarAdvertiser.com and click on subscribe. Use the code Thing. Bank of Hawaii, welcome to tomorrow. Member FDIC. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us right here in Culturize, sitting down with our brother Keola Chan. Um, as we know, it, we have this like new local protocol, right? What high school you at? <laughs> uh, university high, a laboratory school. Nice. Yeah. Um, is university only high school? Or is it elementary too? I, I, uh, the lab school goes all the way down to the lab. Oh, it, wow. It does. But they recently became a charter school, so I don't know oh, no what way. kind of changes they've incorporated. University and you grew up where? Uh, Papakoleo. Oh, yeah, nice. Beverly the, Hills. The, the, I was gonna say the the cliff sides. Of <laughs> I love <laughs> Hawaiian Beverly See, Hills. But you know what? I, I every time I, I we talk about Papakoleo, you have to love the foresight of Hawaiians. That was like when they said, "No, no, we're just gonna give you this part right here. Only get cliff sides and mountains." And they're like, "Yeah, cool." <laughs> and now it's like the, it's literally right. Beverly Hills, and I love that. So you grew up in Papakoleo. Went to went to university lab school. Um, so I, I thank you for that because so far. We have had so much Kamehameha school grads on here. I'm like, come on, <laughs> somebody outside of the school, right? <laughs> me, me outside. Didn't they accept me, bro? That's see, that's what I said too. I, I being from Lanai at the time, they only took no, they only took one person. Oh wow! I was and me and my cousin was like. <laughs> So I said, you know, I go in Lahaina Luna, so come MS school, you're welcome. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so when you grew up, growing up in Papakoleo, uh, a question, a conversation we always have is that, um, did you grow up with your parents and grandparents, or parents or grandparents, or all? Uh, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, actually. All right, wow. Um, and my, my father and mother, they got divorced. Mm -hmm. But they also worked. They, they were workaholics, mm -hmm. and so that was a steady place for us, us kids, to kind of. So grow you were up. lucky, not a, to to have great grandparents in a sense. 
to that grow. That was interesting. With. Yeah, was it, I mean, that was the you word. <laughs> um, There's always something to do. Was was cultural? Was culture? Your your ethnic backgrounds? Hawaiian, Chinese, Portuguese. What was more prominent in the household? Hawaiian, Chinese, or, or was it? Paul? I think growing up, I thought it was more Portuguese because I felt we were always cleaning. You know, we were always <laughs> doing something. Um, yeah, I would say wow. that's what I thought it was. Was so was culture? So a lot of us. No, well, I shouldn't say a lot. Some people, when they grew up, their 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 makua or their their grandparents are like, this is your Hawaiian. So this is what you do. This is the practice. This is how you do it. Or was it more kilo for you? Like you observed that your grandparents and parents teach you in a way that they didn't talk, and you just had to kilo everything they were doing. Oh yeah. Um, they're very much Hawaiian when I look at it now, but like I said, I thought earlier that we're always raking, cleaning, sweeping, <laughs> right. spraying the you know screens down. We're like constant slaves for the house, you know. But um, and I just I grew up th- hearing others mm-hmm. comment that that was a Portuguese thing, mm-hmm. right? But not realizing being 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 clean, being mayao is very much Hawaiian, you know. And then we also had very much. The, the normal gatherings, right. the luau's, and, and those things. So which brings me to this next conversation. A lot of people think it's, it's weird when, when I ask this question, but when did you realize you were a Kanaka? Because like how you, you know what I mean? Like you, you said you grew up doing these things, but was, at what point did you realize you were a Kanaka? I mean, growing up in a Hawaiian homestead, mm-hmm. you know you're, you're yeah. Hawaiian, right? Yeah. But like, you don't really... Um, I, well, I can just say for myself, I didn't really grab onto it until probably my end, end of my sophomore year going into junior year. Interesting. Yeah. Because I, I, I think about that, too, because, you know, we grow up and we, we look at all these things. And, and same thing for me. It, was, it wasn't until high school I was like, well, that, that's why Tutu taught me these things. Right? Right. That's why I had to pay attention to these things. Um, and I, I think it's interesting because I like that because even today, and this is kind of the whole reason why I, I do this podcast is because sometimes we have our, our Native Hawaiians and our Kanaka that, that they get to a certain age and they think, oh, no, I cannot already. I'm already, right? Because my uh, my parents didn't they didn't do a lot of cultural things. Um, you know, like I always say, my great-grandparents born in the kingdom of Hawaii, my uh, grandparents born in the territory and, and, and so on and so on. So... Um, that's interesting. So, if you could, if you could tell someone, think about this. If you could tell a, a native Hawaiian that it's not too late, think about how you would tell them. Uh, hold that thought. If you're joining us on uh, Culturize, thank you for doing that. Uh, the notification bell, subscribe, all those wonderful things. You have a question for Kiola, right down on the bottom. Uh, we are talking culture right here on Culturize. This show is sponsored by Hawaiian Telecom, Hawaii's technology leader. For all your money needs, Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union is here for you. Visit HiFiCU.com. That's HiFi, letter C, letter U.com. Hey, so thanks a lot for joining us right here at Culturized as we, uh, we're talking culture. And this is the place to do it, to share, to learn. And we're talking about, so sometimes we get to an age where we think we cannot learn anymore. Would you encourage, I mean, it never stops, right? I, I, I'm going to be a lifetime haumana. Um, what would you say to other Hawaiians that, that are feeling that way? That's my job that I do with all the Hawaiians that I work with, pretty much. I, I, I mean, like that. It's, 
it should never stop. Learning shouldn't, you shouldn't, if you get to a point where mm. you're like, I'm done, uh-huh. that's an indicator that you, <laughs> that you probably you better sign up for something. <laughs> With that said, what is, as, as a native Hawaiian, what is, of all the things that you know and practice, what do you remember, what did you pili to first? What, what, what intrigued you? Hula. Yeah. Nice. In a weird roundabout way, it was hula. You know, I was into sports. Uh-huh. Grew up in Papakolea uh-huh. with all these, you know, all, right. all the brothers and playing sports. And it was one summer, like I said, um, going into my junior mm-hmm. year. I was at the basketball court in Papakolea and uh, all the guys I grew up with we were playing. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we got to go to hula. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who does hula? Who does, uh, you know, like I knew, like, you're football, uh-huh. like, you're basketball. What are you talking about? Hula. So they're like, oh, come with us, you know, come check it out. And I remember sitting there and just watching them just rolling, like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this. Like, but you, you're watching these athletes. Right. <laughs> and then the, the negative connotations. Of course. That at that yeah. time. Yeah, oh, know, yeah. And my I ignorance, my mm. own ignorance of, of, of that practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed hearing the stories in between the, their warm-ups mm-hmm. and the, the hula they were learning the, the stories that came along with it that really kind of intrigued me because i never heard i never heard those things wow you know hula was and, and so that was more or less your your introduction to all well, anything Hawaii, hawaiian wow. really yeah i mean hawaiian had a, a focused right. depth like right. that like yeah hula, what uh you remember your first hula <laughs> I, um, I don't remember. I'm the worst at. I think we're at that age where, <laughs> like, I can see it. I'm trying to remember the name of, of it right now. Noluna Ekahale Kumaaleva. I think it was. See, yeah, I, I, I get at my age. I get the. I, I call it hula Tourette's. Like you hear one song and you you like, oh no, that's the wrong one. Oh no, you know, you know, because Kanani probably does the same thing, right? You you know you you know you're a hula person when you're on red light. And you're like, <laughs> the people are looking at you like, what's what? The, what is that person? I call that hula Tourette's. And I have the I have these recollections of things. Um, so we're talking about you. So your your hula was you peeled through that first. And of course we're talking hula kane, right? Mm-hmm. Which brings me to probably the 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 topic of of this episode. How important is a kane in a native in the native Hawaiian culture? I, it could be, but in, in your mana on your ego, how important is that person in the structure of, I'd say, ohana? I think it's a cornerstone. It's a corner. It, it, I mean, it's part of that foundation that is is missing right now. Mm-hmm. And when you take that individual out, you take any individual mm-hmm. piece out. Um, and I think the society we're in, it has systematically done a really great job in breaking that, that family unit down, right? And I, I wouldn't say just for Native Hawaiians, mm-hmm. I would say for Native peoples of, mm-hmm. or people of color, mm-hmm. um, they've been very successful at breaking down the family unit. And so the role that Kanye have to play are equally important as much as the Wahine. Kavakahiko days, in old days, we're, we're, we were very male-driven culture or no because I because I, 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 I look at it sometimes and I think okay we had some pretty you know some pretty powerful manawahine but at the same time we had you know we had our men um, but was it equal were they, were they looked at as equals or 
because we, you know, we have those cultural practices, right? In in your opinion, how how was it Kavakahiko? I mean, we understood that there are roles and responsibilities that we each had, but there are at times there there are times that those things could not be sustained, mm. and that like today we had we have many women that had have to have to want to. Um, are driven to step into certain roles because the roles are not being fulfilled. I, like I would say though that Native Hawaiian, that our culture allowed for our women to be in s- some of the highest levels of political influence and leadership, um, which is, is slightly different than what we see with our other Polynesian cousins. We're talking the culture of men, the culture of kane within today and Kavakahiko sitting with Keola Chan right here in Culturized. Culturized, brought to you by Beachside Roofing, the leaders. Poncho Solar is specialized in providing energy solutions throughout Hawaii since 1987. Call us at 808-773-7384. Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha. Welcome back to Culturize. My name is Makani. We are talking about the culture of men in Hawaii and, and not just that, not just the native Hawaiian uh, uh, culture, but in any culture um, and, and men, but specifically Keola Chan is here. We're talking about um, the role of men in, in Hawaiian society. Uh, has always been like you said. I like I like the fact that you said it's a cornerstone. And if you remove one of them, of course, something is going to falter um, today. Things you've learned growing up, Pabakolea, through university, through hula, through all these other cultural practices that you do. Um, is, is there, and we talked about how they systematically broke down um, the native Hawaiian man. Um, what, is, what is our biggest fault, I guess, if that would be a word, for, as a native Hawaiian man? What, what have we failed? I, see, I don't even like saying failing. What have we not been doing? Like I mean, even fatherhood, right? We're both we're both dads. I mean, um, I think are, I would say probably the quickest answer for me that came to mind would probably be recognizing that we need to acknowledge that healing has to begin with us. I like yeah. that. Healing. See, I, I I love your your force because it's healing. A lot of people would start coming up with these topics of well, domestic violence and fatherhood and this and that. But yeah, I truly believe if the if if Connie are listening, how, how, I mean, how do we go about that? How, how would we, where do we go to step back into that role? And, and how do we even understand? Because sometimes we have Native Hawaiian men that they like the facade. I'm not just going to, they like the facade of being a, a Hawaiian, uh, Kanaka Kane, but where do we, where would they start with the, with the healing? I mean, it's through cultural identity. And that's the foundation of the work that we mm. do at Ahakane and we believe in. Um, it, it's really about knowing who we were so that we know who we are so that we, we know where we're going. Ikebam. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, so it was the, the, the concept, if, correct me if I'm wrong, the, con, the Halimua, was, was that the men's house, right? Mm-hmm. Now, is that where, explain the Halimua to us in, in, the, in the context of, of Kavakaiko and today. It was a uh, it, it was a, a one hale part mm. of a greater system called the kauhale mm-hmm. the kauhale system, and within the kauhale you had several different houses for for specific purposes, 
and not every ahupua'a or community had a mm -hmm. kauhale system um, but those that did um, primarily it was the house for men to fulfill their roles to the spiritual and religious responsibilities that they had first mm -hmm. um, second to that would be that it was a place where men could be um, could come uh, at today we would call that a strength-based model where mm -hmm. you really are mm -hmm. looking to each other within that space not at your weaknesses but as I may be the Levaya and he may mm -hmm. be the healer and he may be the Mahi'ai so this um, space where experts you could look to and tap to but more importantly for me I think it allowed young um, young men that were coming through to see the very best and then to select and have that relationship to reach out to that particular expert mm -hmm. um, to close that gap. Do you think that's is, do you think that's missing today? Is is that is not enough of our opio are seeing um, these experts? I I totally I I think our structures today don't allow it almost. Oh. You know. Mm. Now. This Halemoa, and, and so the experts were, the, whose responsibility was it who, to, to, raise, to raise a kane from Opio to become a man? Who, was, it, was it strictly the ohana, or was it strictly those in the Halemoa? How did that work? Um, think about that. Uh, I want to remind our friends, if, you, if you're watching right now, this is Culturized. If you're on YouTube, hit the notification uh, Bell, subscribe because if you want to learn more about the culture of men, the culture of kane in the Hawaiian society, and not necessarily just Native Hawaiians, but any man that's out there, uh, join us for our extended version on YouTube. Hit the notification bell. Subscribe. This is Culturized. <music>Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha. Thank you for joining Culture Rise. This is the extended version. I'm humbled. I'm privileged to be sitting uh, right across from Keola Chan. Now, we have been talking about the culture of men, kane, um, not only in Kavakahiko, not in the old days, but e even our men of today and, and how we bring back that cornerstone uh, to the ohana and to the community. Um, we talked about the halemua, and now we advance to contemporary Hawaii. You folks, with a lot of our other Kane leaders in the community, um, have created an organization, Aha Kane, which I think is probably the most amazing thing ever. Explain to us what just that whole thought process, or or what I mean, we know what it was. Was were you guys were they sitting down one day and just said we need to do this? Was it a was it a moi ohane? Was it a over years of realizing we need to do this? How did how did Aha Kane come about? Honestly, it came out about from a, a group of women that were wow. situated in our Native Hawaiian mm -hmm. organizations looking at the, the data. And they approached um, Dr. Kaman Alpono Krab mm -hmm. at that time. And so he had put together himself, Umikai, mm -hmm. and um, Kahale Puno or Billy, Billy Richards. Okay. The three of them uh, founded this organization, Ahakane. Yeah. That's that's I, I'm I'm kind of my mind blown because it's, it's just like women yeah. <laughs> reminded us <laughs> what we need to do. They have to birth it, you know. Yeah, that's that's amazing to me. So when they put this thing, when was and, and you guys, 
and it, it went from that thought process, that manao, and then and into was the conference the first thing, or were they doing things to build up to that? Well, they they sparked the they ignited the mm-hmm. idea of doing something. Okay. But their something was let's have a conference like how most conferences right. are, and it was Kamanao who said no, it has to be something that men would actually come okay. to, because <laughs> if you're gonna do powerpoints and you know talk about data, you're gonna have no men there. I, I, I like to call it that local voice syndrome, right. and I don't like to do that. I don't understand that. Um, and and the, when was the first conference? Two thousand and six. That's uh, two thousand six. There was a lot of Kane that showed up. Yeah. How, what was that? Was that a challenge? I mean, like, because you just said it's like we like come on out. We we have to treat it in a way that they're gonna want to come. I mean, do you yeah. do you remember if it was a challenge to? No, I mean, we always knew that we had Connie in our community, uh, and it's really like meeting them where our Connie are already, mm. right? So, a lot of them are in um, some form of. Um, Martial arts, mm-hmm. right? So we reached out to their, their, we reached out to different palua, mm-hmm. their sensei, you know, and um, and and we just had a really good reach. I would say we had good connection. We still have connections throughout the Paiaina, but it's really um, tapping them mm-hmm. and so bringing bringing them in. What I'm I'm trying to think back. To, I'm just I'm feeling old because I'm thinking back to the conference because like, there was lua. There was hula. There was um, uh, there w- anything and everything yeah. um, was there for, and it w- it was for Kani to come learn, right? Yeah, it was their ro- their traditional roles and responsibilities that were on display, that they were welcome to come and choose what what you know got them interested, and and that first conference it was it was. The fighting arts, the traditional mm-hmm. fighting arts of Lua. That's what really got most of them to come out. But then many of them thought, like, that's me. Mm. Until they met an actual Lua practitioner. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> that's not me. I, I, I'm going to sign up for the healing classes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, um, I'll be at Hula. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be at Hula. <laughs> now, with, with the conference, as, as it moves forward, are there things, because we live in modern day, we are modern day Hawaiians, we are, are modern day Kane, are there, are there other things besides traditional practices that, um, that are found at the conference or that are taught? Um, they all, even though it's, it looks on the surface mm-hmm. like it's a, it's, um, it's a hula class, mm-hmm. right? The, our cultural practice has very much has relevance into, um, it, it, it's the principles, it is the values mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier that we need to draw into the work that we do today. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what we struggle with. I was, I was just thinking that because some, some, I've met some people that have, I always remind them, it's okay to bring your culture from home into work, right? I mean, I think that it should be a no-brainer, but um, sometimes we work in, in spaces that don't allow that. Um, so would there be things like, I don't know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of modern day things like teaching, teaching a Kane how to, um, I don't know, use a laptop or a com- or power, make a PowerPoint presentation. Are there things like that or are they just, not really. would they? Yeah, um, not necessarily. I think those are things that we, our Kane can find 
at any place. Okay. Right? Okay. There's there's more than enough classes mm. out there for that. What is lacking and what we need more of is places for them to get in touch with like I said they're who they are. And earlier we talked about Halimo. Are are there there Halimo that still exist today? I would say yes to that. Yeah. We mm. don't necessarily call them Halimo. Mm. Um, structurally, I think is is one of the challenges, like the mm-hmm. physical places mm-hmm. to construct. Mm-hmm. But I have uh, definitely witnessed it in the form of Kane gathering, mm-hmm. doing positive role modeling uh, for the next generation, positive um, picking up the responsibilities for ceremony and ritual practices again. You know, um, so it may not be called the Halimua. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, the principles are right, still there. Right. Ah. So we, you can actually, if, if, if you have a group of men that want to get together, so it's basically now wherever they want to get together, that would be the Halimua. Um, with, with, within that, it, it, I know, we, I was just, ta- who was I just talking to? Puhunu Waianai, how they got some land. Can you imagine? I always have these bizarre thoughts like can you imagine if the state of hawaii was just like okay you know what killer i'm going to give you this plot right here go build on Halimoa, right um even you know my my mom she she had a youth center her whole entire life and she that was she always said we need one of these in every kind right because she was as a culturally based youth center and and i would always ask i said how come we cannot Mm. she was that's the goal and i was like oh i guess that's what i gotta do (laughs) right that's what i gotta do um so with all these, pra- what, what are some of the practices that we can find at, at an ahakane? The, the, Malama the, Ivi, ooh, Ivi Kupuna. Wow. You know. Because, um, you know, I, I think to myself, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of practices that, you know, that are, we, we know. There's the hula, there's lua, um, lavai'a, there's mahi'ai. Are there ones that we haven't seen in a while? Like the ones, you know, I mean, even healing. Right, as as a healer, um, are there other things that that you folks will be offering at Ahakane? Yes, I, I mean we had we had a whole society. I think that the same way that we think of our society today, we mm. had we had kahuna, we had professions, right? We had experts, mm. and so there's a whole gamut of uh, um, of uh, social. Um, roles and responsibilities that we have not even scratched the surface wow. of really looking at yet yeah aha kane and the kane in general as you said is the cornerstone but with that said we realize the kane cannot exist without all these other experts and what all these other uh, you folks now are, are actually moving forward into looking not only at aha kane but is, there's is there a ahavahine as well there is a Ahavahine, um, and, and uh, I think it was in 2012. I know it was earlier. They're mm-hmm. having smaller gatherings, but the, 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 the large one that gathered women statewide was in 2012. Wow. And so, so these, these, are these conferences still happening? I mean, of course, we know the pandemic in these, these last two years. Um, these are continuing, though, right? They have to. They, yeah. I like that. They have to. Ahakane, Ahavahine what else is they're moving into or you folks are moving into uh besides kane and wahine i think one of the the areas that is really important to Akane and for us is to really if you if you know your culture and you know where we come from then you recognize that um 
uh, we have to really relearn um, some areas that due to the social norms today, it's looked down upon. And so one of the areas that w the Ahakwahine and Ahakane, we have come together to agree upon and to support is our, our Maho community. The mm. Maho community has, has really been challenged. They're part of our family unit. And so we, we have to be the ones to help champion, champion them in the way mm. of allowing them to um, be recognized, but then for them to speak for themselves. Mm. So having a space where we, are, we support them in, their, um, in the direction that they feel they need to go to find that healing. Um, that's a really important one. And uh, we have our Keiki and Opio is another one. And um, allowing allowing them to work, to work through, because if you break them out, like just statistically, they, yeah. they are also having their own challenges mm. within those. And so we really were looking at the, the overall is the Aha Ohana, right? Wow. It's really the, that is the, that is the, the impetus of mm -hmm. what you want to target, yeah. That the foresight of that, it, it always it, just kanaka foresight is always amazing because yes, it starts with with a group of women saying, "Hey, kane, have aha kane," <laughs> and then going, "Oh no, but what about mahine? Oh, what about our mahu? What about opia? What?" And and now it's the whole aha ohana. Now, do these aha individually are still having conferences, or is it, are you guys eventually looking to do one huge aha ohana? And yeah, yeah, I think when we are facing the kind of um, uh, global pandemic uh, like we yeah. are, uh, many people become small mm. and hide, and I think it's really important for us to expand during these times. You, instead of getting small, you you, you reach out and you really move in a way that is intentful but is that purposeful to re-establish our space in this time because everything is coming at us in a way that is really challenging so we con we have continued to meet have discussions mm -hmm. because at some point as history has shown us this will end mm -hmm. this will come or we will be able to move with these times but we have to be ready and prepared to hit the ground running when that it, when that does happen. Mahalo for saying that because I've I, I've had this conversation and people are like ah, but I, I look at this pandemic and I say this, this is our opportunity to control alt delete right. Let's let's refresh, recenter, reuse, and and I I love that you said that because so many people are focusing on just the negative part of this and like mm -hmm. you said we have to be prepared i remember it was two years ago at, at, at the medical center i was at and i kept telling people i said we better pre be prepared for the mental pandemic right because the physical yes but this mental it's it's going to be rough and it's happening now and i keep telling people you need to prepare you need to and and, and for when it's pow what we're we gonna do mm -hmm. right so with that said um Aha Ohana, is there some place, uh, is this just for Native Hawaiians, the conferences that are coming up? I can, I do not want to speak for all the other uh -huh. Aha. I will say for Aha Kane, um, it is not just for Native Hawaiians. Okay. The reason being is that we recognize that we have many non-Hawaiians mm -hmm. that are married to Hawaiian wahine, but mm -hmm. are fathering mm -hmm. Hawaiian, Hawaiian keiki. Oh. 
So it's critical that we influence their perspectives because they have a direct um, connection to raising the next group of Hawaiian Kane. So comment down below. You want more information. Is it ahakane.org? Yeah. Um, same for the other aha wahine. If not, comment down below. What, will it, Kanani, what, what, what is it? Ahavahine.org, ahaohana.org. Um, comment down below if you have any questions of, of all these organizations. Let's let's bring it back. Kane, come on. Let's 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 hui together and let, can we be the cornerstone again? <laughs> I don't want to. You know, uh, that, that's a lot of kuleana you putting on Keola. So we, we need to do this. Mahalo, mahalo, mahalo for being here and sharing your ike and your manao of, of just being a, a Hawaiian man. Uh, I want to bring you back again later too because there's there's more that I I want to literally want to jump into your no no and get all these things. So again. If you're joining us, thanks a lot for uh, watching Culturize right here on YouTube. This is the extended version. Don't forget, hit the notification bell, subscribe. This is where we share, learn, and teach culture right here on Culturize. Mm -hmm.